Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is 534, Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks for your input last segment. Appreciate it very much. You can also call the show, 844-TALK-989. After hours, and leave us a message if you're busy in the moment or a little scared to come on the air live. No reason. I don't bite, uh, at least not through the radio. Uh, but you can leave a comment. We'll listen to it after the show, and uh, we may, in fact, play it on the show. We appreciate you guys listening to the show, plugging in, sending emails, Bruce at 989theanswer.com, and posting messages on Facebook as well. The story that um, tragically. Um, fits with the profile of what has been a very violent summer in Columbus. A 16-year-old, Mariza Thomas, um, apparently shooting to death 17-year-old Jace O'Neill last week, um, resulted in Mariza Thomas being in court today. Um, A request was made through her attorney to be released to her mother. Um, Judge Elizabeth Gill denied the request. I would certainly hope so. Um, she shot Jace O'Neill in the neck and in the arm, neck and leg, I'm sorry. Um, so the paperwork has been filed to try Mariza Thomas as an adult. Decision on that probably not made until late August. Uh, we continue to wait and hope, but I'm afraid, uh, futilely hope, for people to come forward uh, in the shooting deaths of Mackenzie Ridley and Olivia Kurtz. Mackenzie Ridley shot on the east side at a squirt gun party at a city park, and Olivia Kurtz shot to death uh, late on a Friday night, I believe it was, at Bicentennial Park downtown. Columbus police are frustrated, understandably so. Victims' families are deeply frustrated. I've tried to make the point before. If you think you're doing a noble thing, the right thing, the augment my street cred thing by withholding information about people who are guilty in these matters. What you are doing is denigrating the memory of the victims and victimizing the families all over again. Uh, Deputy Chief Tim Becker, Columbus Police, says the victims' families are frustrated because they want their loved one's case solved immediately and they want it to be the only case detectives are working on. Problem is, that's not practical. Uh, Columbus has only so many homicide detectives, 32. What are we at, 112 homicides right now? Um, it's capable, the homicide division, of handling about 170 cases a year, Becker says. Problem is... And I wonder why this could be. They've had a 40% turnover in the homicide division. 
cops retire, cops take a soft landing into private security, where they're actually appreciated, where their lives are not in danger, where they're not photographed and filmed and recorded for everything they're doing, where they're not questioned by dopey federal judges like Algernon Marbley, and where they're not assumed guilty instead of presumed innocent by the lynch mob that is the Andrew Ginther Civilian Review Oversight Board. Then you get openings in the uh, homicide detective division. And people get promoted, but they don't know how to do what they're charged to do, and they have to be trained. And so the caseload capability goes down. And the crimes go unsolved. Now, Detective Becker says most of these cases could be solved. They didn't happen in a dark alley in the middle of the night. They're in a public place or with witnesses around. Yeah, trouble is the witness has to be willing to cooperate. And so far, they are not. They've made a public plea for them to cooperate, and they have not cooperated. Uh, Sergeant James Fuqua, who's the front-facing Columbus police officer, you see him on the news frequently. Uh, We've interviewed him on this show. Before, says the level of violence in Columbus this summer is unheard of. Remember, last year was a record-breaking year for homicides. Last year, record-breaking year. Oh, it's a pandemic. People are cooped up. They're going crazy. It'll go back to normal next year. Hmm, not so much. We were at 112 homicides, and last year, that did not happen until late September. We are more than two months ahead of pace from a year ago. Hmm. What else? Felony assaults are up 20%. Robberies are up. And so, don't worry, Andrew Ginther says he has another initiative that we're going to be funding and resourcing and updating. yippee kaye kayo Can't wait for that. I laugh because it's just easier and puts me in better stead with the FCC than fuming. Sergeant Fuqua, quote, to NBC4I, We can put out all the patrols we want, but if the community is not going to do its part to minimize the violence, then then we are going to continue to see these record numbers. The community has a stake in this as well, so we have to start holding each other accountable. That means if you know someone that's engaging in activity that is not the safest, or if they possess a firearm that they should not have, or that they're going out and making poor life choices, we have to have people holding them accountable. Well, the problem with that is, you try to hold them accountable one-on-one, you might get shot. You might get shot. We are latest a homicide victim, a man who has not been identified as of today, was uh, shot 4,600 block of Sawmill Road. That's not an area of town where you think people are going to get shot and killed. 4 o'clock Monday, 29-year-old guy, 500 block of South Napoleon Avenue. I do not know that part of town. Unidentified man came to his door. They went inside. He got in an argument. Shots fired. The 29-year-old Tyler Ross ends up dead. Very sad. Very routine, very normal, very very typical. Very typical. Will this come up tomorrow night when uh, Jolton Joe Biden and Don Lemon 
are uh, massaging each other's egos in Cincinnati at Mount St. Joseph College? I seriously doubt it. Why did they pick Mount St. Joseph College? You say, I didn't even know there was a Mount St. Joseph College. Yes, there's a Mount St. Joseph College in Cincinnati. It's a little private Catholic school, and they require all their students to be vaccinated. So, of course, Joe Biden... I wonder if he's going to talk about the uh, epic failures and Cincinnati having a higher homicide increase this year than every city in the country except Chicago. Year over year. Cincinnati's number two. We're bad. We're not as bad as Cincinnati. Will they talk about that? I think not. You know what they will talk about? They'll talk about voter fraud. They'll talk about systemic racism. They'll talk about uh, transgender kids needing the same protections as are common in uh, you know civil rights cases. That's what they'll talk about. And at the end of the night, we'll realize what a horrible, terrible, awful country we live in and how Joe's made it all better since he took over for the horrible orange man bad. I was thinking about the latest example that occurred to me of nonsensical, illogical Democratic viewpoints. For instance, do you remember the spa in L.A. when I played you the audio of the woman who had her two little girls at the spa and in the women's locker room, naked, displaying all his uh, biological manhood was a transgender woman, biological man. And the woman came to the counter and complained vociferously that her daughters, one of them was six years old, she didn't want them to see that. They didn't want to see that. They they felt threatened. They felt endangered by this person who identified as a woman but was clearly, uh, in all biological reality, a man. She was, of course, Branded a hater. And her degree of peace, her daughter's degree of safety, was of no concern to the people who owned the spa and obviously of no concern to the transgender woman slash biological man. But isn't it interesting that on vaccines, those who have been vaccinated, they've been vaccinated, okay? So they're supposedly fine. They are threatened not by those who are unvaccinated displaying their uh, private parts in front of them. No, they are threatened by our presumed unwillingness to get a vaccine. In the case of the transgender man in the woman's restroom, excuse me, transgender woman in the woman's restroom, the actual biological man, you are supposed to allow what he wants to be his reality to be your priority. It must be your priority. You must honor 
what he says is his reality, his reality must become your reality. His peace of mind must become your peace of mind. But when it comes to vaccines, and you are fine with not being vaccinated, and those who have been vaccinated shouldn't be at any risk because, as I just said, they've been vaccinated. They have no peace. Your peace does not transfer to them. They want their concern, their fear. You must own that. So, in terms of fair treatment, in terms of the door swinging both ways, (laughs) it doesn't happen in that case, as is often the case with leftists. It is 5.50 on the Bruce Hooley Show. Nice to have you along. Don't forget my friend Mike Lindell and the My Pillow folks. They are right now debuting their awesome towel sets. Uh, my wife and I went to a uh, Airbnb a year or two ago, and the towels blew us away. <laughs> I was like, this is like falling into, I don't know, like a like a cocoon of softness and cottony amazement. So I thought, well, look at the ta- look at the tag. Get that towel when you get back home. Get a set of those for your lovely wife. Mm, great idea. Uh, problem is it almost would have cost uh, what the flight cost. But not now. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow folks for $39.99. We'll bring you one of their awesome towel sets, a six set as hand towels, washcloths, bath towels. You'll love it. They found the best cotton manufacturer in the United States, and they've deeply discounted it. You have to use the promo code Bruce when you go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, or call 800-856-9340. Soft. That's, I think, the go-to at MyPillow. The MyPillow itself is soft. The Giza Dream bed sheets are soft. The MyPillow mattress top are soft. The MyPillow slippers are soft. And the towels are very soft. You're going to love it. And the price is a soft landing for you when you use the promo code Bruce. 800-856-9340. 800-856-9340. Or MyPillow.com. Proof the world has gone crazy over COVID. Uh, Olivia Sandor was headed to Brigham Young University in Hawaii. Um, she had a 200 thousand dollar bevy of scholarships to attend but she has uh, guillain barre syndrome and so she has a health reason for not getting the vaccine Uh, the school will not allow her to enroll without the vaccine that's really stupid but we're not done with today in stupid Uh, Becca Myers is a three-time Olympic gold medalist, a six-time Paralympic medalist. She has won an ESPN ESPY award for courage. She is deaf and blind, and she is an outstanding swimmer. And she was headed to the Tokyo, excuse me, yeah, the uh, Tokyo Olympics uh, due to start Friday. Uh, She has withdrawn. Because 
the um, United States Paralympic Committee uh, has denied her, along in concert with the uh, Tokyo Olympic organizers, they have denied her personal care assistant to accompany her. She's deaf and blind. To the Olympics. Who is her personal care assistant? It's her mom. She has accompanied Becca Myers at every international meet since 2017. But because of, you know it, COVID, her mother cannot go. What's the worst thing that could happen? A deaf or blind woman on her own in a foreign country. I mean, just unbelievable. We have suspended common sense. Suspended common sense. We've suspended all sorts of um, logic. And we are accusing people of doing the very thing that others have done. In fact, the very people who have done the other are the ones now accusing the rest of us of doing what they've previously done. If you don't believe me, listen to this compilation of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden comments about the vaccine when they were running for office before they had office. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Very mature. Very mature. Of course, nowhere does the logic make less sense than on transgenderism. That is the topic of Julie's call to the Bruce Woolley Show, 844-TALK-989. Hello, Julie. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Great. <laughs> So I listened uh, just for a few minutes, and I have wanted to call you previously. You discussed uh, this woman, the case there in, in California. Yeah. I just I didn't realize she had her her little girls with her. You yeah. know, just a horror. Two of them. But did you? Yeah. Hallelujah. Did you see the case in Europe? And I I believe it was in the Netherlands, where there was a um, a man that was wearing his pink dress. You know, little girls they wear the big collars mm-hmm. on their dresses. And he identified as a six-year-old and had a uh, six-year-old little girl wore his pink dress with a big collar and uh, was enrolling, wanting to enroll in kindergarten. Oh, my goodness. Uh, please tell me they denied him enrollment, although I'm not. I'm really 50-50 on whether they would or would not. I was stunned, but the judge said, you are not six. Well, I mean, that's better than we're getting in the California prisons where like 200 and some men are in California women's prisons. Um, It's just amazing what we see. Thank you for the call, Julie. I appreciate it. Um, 
all of this is an attempt to eradicate the distinction between men and women, which is an effort to remove men from society, if possible. Remove fathers from society. Have you watched a sitcom lately where a father wasn't portrayed as a complete and total idiot? No, because father is typically an authority figure, and the left is trying to erase every type of authority. And the historical authority figure in the family has been the father. So let's make fathers unnecessary in the home. Let's give moms checks for having kids. And the more kids they have, without fathers, doesn't matter. We'll give you more money for every kid you have. So we get rid of fathers there. We can uh, say that women can be men. I heard an audio clip today of a transgender woman. So it was a biological man who tried to chest feed, because you can't breastfeed, you don't have breasts, the baby of his transgender male wife who had the baby. You follow that? 